0: Love burgers and pizza, wanna see me eat some Can't get enough of that medium Chicken cheese fries and some Mr. Pib I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo Hot sauce for barbecue, straight from Ohio Homemade poeslaw, fuck Boston Market Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time was in
1: Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate My name's Peter, toss my salad like his name, Romaine Taggart
2: And I'm Rebecca Shaw
1: Oh. <laughs> Way to bring the energy down. Well,
2: man. you came up with a nickname without my knowledge, <laughs> so that's your fault. I, I think
1: it's I think it's right for the energy to be brought down. It's a it's a gloomy day. It
2: is. And when you were um, in that nickname, were you referring to Rebecca Romaine? Yeah, Rebecca,
1: okay. Ro- Rebecca Romaine, stay moist. Yes.
2: <laughs> God.
1: Uh, let's talk over each other. We're here at <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Brisbane Writers Festival. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> We're here at Brisbane Writers Festival. I think it should be like an NPR episode, like where we all speak okay, in yes. hushed tones.
2: Is this your first time at the yeah. Writers Festival?
1: My first time, yeah. No, no, yes. <laughs> um Well, I'm I'm doing a few things today. I've got a few panels on. Oh yeah. There's a panel called uh How and that's the story of Shari Markson's success. <laughs> I'm hosting that. Um
2: I'm on the one that um it's a history of music from Brisbane, mm-hmm. but it's just discussing how funny Bernard Fanning's name is. Yes. Oh, mm. God. It's a good one.
1: <laughs> I'm on, um, it-, it Does Matter If It's Black and White. It's kind of like a workshop where you pick out the cover photo for your childhood trauma memoir. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm also on, um, uh, what well, I'm seeing. I can't wait to see it tonight. It's called, um, Dismantling Islamic State, and that's with, uh, foreign correspondent Michael Ware and the entire staff of Mamma Mia. They're incredible. They're doing incredible work.
2: They really are. They're expanding.
1: Do you know what I'm going to though? What? Um, I'm I'm going to see a huge bucket of ice water poured over Dave Eggers' head, but it's <laughs> it's not for a charity and it's not event, and he doesn't know it's happening. So <laughs> please keep quiet. That's
2: the Carrie retrospective. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wish all those people were doing it with blood instead of water. That oh. would be really impressive. Ice cold blood. <laughs> For,
1: for what? For the same <laughs> to charity. To donate blood, Red Cross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you been to Brisbane Writers Fest before?
2: No. I'm never... I didn't even know it was on. Too boring? <laughs> it's about books, isn't it? Yeah. Nah, not interested. I'll wait for
1: the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What have
2: you been up to?
1: It's been a while. <clears> it's been, been a while. You know, um, that's it, stolen.
2: <laughs> um, I've been doing a bit of writing. Mm-hmm. And I also have a really sore neck, which is why I'm holding. What have you been doing? I slept in a different bed to my own bed. (laughs) I'm so old now that if I sleep on a mattress that isn't my own specific mattress with the amount of pillows I like, I get sore.
1: That's the saddest thing ever. I know. That's like a Nan thing. I'm really old. I'd love to come, but I I need to stay in my own bed. (laughs) Are you one of the people who have to bring their um, their boomerang-shaped (laughs) pillows on long-haul flights as well?
2: I do if we go to stay at friends places nearby. That's near- gross. No, no, no. If we go to stay at friends places nearby, I bring my own pillows. Nearby. If, just if I go... Like, a suburb over. If it's like in a car trip and it can go in okay. the car. What have you been up to?
1: I have... Well, it's an interesting story, Bec. No, it I have... isn't.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's a shit story. Okay, good. I have started uh, playing with Lego again. I'm what? 25. I turned 25 <laughs> And I...
2: Mid-midlife, quarter-life crisis. it's
1: not a midlife crisis. There's no way I'm living until I'm 15. (laughs) But I have started playing with Lego again, and I'm finding it very therapeutic.
2: Wait, 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 wait. But how did this start? Did you see a kid next door playing with Lego and you stole his Lego? (laughs) Yes.
1: Lego was the only thing I've ever stolen other than cigarettes that I didn't
2: smoke. Why did you steal cigarettes? Because my friends were stealing cigarettes. Oh, you all stole cigarettes at once.
1: Yeah, well, I stole technically they stole cigarettes and I was there. Well, that's
2: not the same thing. It is it is the same thing. Mm. I'm pretty He drove hardcore. the getaway. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I didn't shoplift. I shoplifted once. What did you steal? Well, it was my friend's birthday and I had no... And you know the Granny Mays stores? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I... Because I was such a goody two-shoes. What did you steal? there?
1: like a, a Cartman beach towel. That's all that <laughs> Granny Mays
2: saw. It was a Mickey Mouse key ring. <laughs> um, I was such a goody two-shoes. It was a huge moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I circled... The, I must have looked... So I don't understand how they didn't catch me because I circled the store for hours. Um, and I finally... It was a T. Like, her name was Teresa. So, I picked it up and I walked out with it and I felt so guilty. I was halfway – this is at Clifford Gardens in Toowoomba and I was halfway down the huge aisle out to the door and I felt so bad that I walked around and took it back to the shop. And just put it in place. And put it back where it was. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a
1: really sad story for the (laughs) heist I'm trying to convince you to do later.
2: I'll do it okay. as long as we return everything <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> immediately. I was such an... E- I could have... I, uh. I I
1: just imagine you, like, the store being closed when you went to go back and put it in place and then having, like, to stage Wait this there. elaborate break-in <laughs> to put something back.
2: <laughs> I just slept outside the store <laughs> until opening hours. Was, was weird. Goodness. The end
1: of the Lego story is... No, uh, I, I started playing with The it
2: start of it, the Lego I, story? I, yeah.
1: I... It was therapeutic. It's a therapeutic thing for me. And my mum put me a, a Batman Lego set because we just watched the Lego movie.
2: Um, I watched it with a few people mm-hmm. and they were all like, it really made me feel like playing with Legos. Yes.
1: I just, I spent the evening and I sat on the floor oh with goodness. a beer and put Lego together. And that's, that's a good time because you know what? If you're an anxious person like me and you want everything to work out all the time, you know there's instructions, you know all the pieces are there and you know when you put all the pieces together, it's going to look exactly like what it looks like on the box. This, and that is so satisfying.
0: This
2: is a huge insight into your controlling personality. My cycle, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing fun things where you have to do it an exact way and then yeah. it's done exactly. It's exactly how it is, how it started. There's a beginning, middle and
1: end <laughs> to this game.
2: so much fun you're so relaxed
1: you know what else has happened uh since we did the last recording is a few things happened but the most important one is uh Andrew Keegan started a cult um
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where you're going with that (laughs) no
1: no not Lauren Bacall dying not Robin Williams dying No, No. no 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 ridiculous Andrew Keegan Andrew Keegan the teenage heartthrob who was the Wait, douchebag in <clears throat> 10 Things I Hate About You. Is that you? the only
2: thing he was in? Oh,
1: I think so. Because
2: he seems way more familiar to me than someone should But you've just. watched that many times. That's true. Well, he was like the handsome tanned guy who was paying Heath Ledger yes. to break. Wait, it's very complicated. So he wanted
1: to date Larissa o- Olienek. No, he wanted to date. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yes. So he was trying to get Heath Ledger to date. Cat, so that then he was allowed to date Larissa. Uh
1: huh.
2: He's quite handsome.
1: Well, he was, and I think he looked in the mirror and was like, I'm wasting my time with acting when <laughs> I, I could, could be a, a cult leader. Yeah. Is he, is he handsome enough to be a cult leader?
2: How handsome do you have to be? I think you have
1: to be pretty handsome.
2: Like, but he's, he was a teenage heartthrob. That's gotta be. Do you mean like Jonathan Taylor Thomas should have. He a- should start a cult. <laughs> have you seen him recently? No, is he.
1: He's still pretty good. He's good. Yeah, pretty good. So the cult is called Full Circle. Um, Four skin. Yeah, full full circle.
2: It's a very catchy name. It's a catchy name. Um, <laughs> did, they, did he get the idea after watching True Detective or something? Well, That's what it sounds I like. Can I tell you
1: that when he explains what uh, the cult is about, and this is all coming from a great uh, Vice article which mm-hmm. is online, he says uh, synchronicity. Time, that's what it's all about. Whatever, the past, some other time. <laughs> it's a circle. In the centre is now. That's what it's about. So, <laughs>
2: mm, Very clear. Time,
1: time is a flat circle is a bit more catchy. That's true. <laughs> the best thing about this Vice article is he's greeted at the door um, and he says, when I visited the church, which is very generous, <laughs> I was greeted at the door by a man who said his name was Third Eye. Ugh. Do you think he's gone to... Uh, Live at the church because he was living like a semi-charmed kind of life, and he wanted it to be <laughs> fully <My> charmed.
2: <laughs> yes. You're the worst. I'm I've never joining. Where's that cult. bell? From the last <laughs> yeah, where is that? <laughs> Bing. Um, but obviously, this is just a fuck house. Do you think they're all having sex? Of course, they're, they're all. It's a. They're trying to do a celebrity religion like Scientology.
1: Do you think there's a cover charge? <laughs>
2: do you want to go? <laughs> And I looked at the pictures and they're all beautiful, like, mm-hmm. Hollywood people. Yes. It's just a fuckhouse. That's all it Good is. for them. A, f- a full circle, time is everything, chakra fuckhouse. There's so many.
1: I, I, I hate to read excerpts from this because people should just go and read the whole thing. But there's so much greatness in this bias article, like how mm-hmm. um, Andrew Keegan found out that he did want to be a spiritual leader. Okay. And, um, he says his spiritual transformation came after a traumatic experience. What do you think that tra- traumatic experience could possibly be? Like a, like a cancer, like one of those
2: uh, um, hidden pimples. Yes, that's, <laughs> they're oh, really they are really annoying. Them. They are annoying. Yeah. Blind pimples are they called?
1: <laughs> yes. It was actually uh, he and two friends were attacked oh, by sh- some gang members oh. on Venice at Venice Beach. He says the significance of this occurrence is that it happened at the same time the tsunami hit Japan.
0: Oh my god. I don't what a So he was asshole. he was like he
1: was like I get jumped and a black eye from gang members at Venice Beach, you know, hundreds of thousands of people die over the other side really? of the world. This is linked.
2: That's the attitude of a cult leader I want oh, well, to serve under. He,
1: he goes on. I had a moment where I was looking at a street lamp and it exploded. That was a weird coincidence. Jesus oh, But Christ. there
2: should be... If anyone from that movie should start a cult, we know who it should be. If you say Julia Styles, the I The cult will... has already been started. It's called feminism. <laughs> Beck.
1: What? I took a bullet for all of us this week. Did you? I, I watched the... Saved by the Bell. Sorry, the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story telling. me Did movie. you actually watch it? I watched it. Oh, I didn't
2: know that. Jesus I thought got, Christ. I've been reading about it, but I didn't know you watched it. No,
1: no, I, I definitely Did watched you? it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lifetime is kicking goals this year because they've done, like, their their second Flowers in the Attic <clears> movie <throat> and they've done – um, what's that one? Oh, it's coming up, the Brittany Murphy one. Where by kicking goals
2: do you mean things that are terrible and yes. no one wants to watch? Yeah, cool. It's kind of like
1: – it's like a – they they're trying to do some kind of hate watching phenomenon. Yeah. Um. I I call it must I watch TV? <laughs> I did watch Saved by the Bell, and it's it was it, it was traumatic. Um, you know, as the theme song says, it's all right, but it's it's not all right. It wasn't all <laughs> it wasn't all right.
2: Did you um used to watch the TV show?
1: You know what? I did used to watch the TV show, but I realized as I started watching the telly movie, I remembered. Absolutely yeah. nothing about it.
2: <laughs> I think that's the kind of show it is because I watched it all the time, but I have oh. very vague memories of actually. I know the theme song and the characters, but I don't remember anything specific about, especially the girls. I have no, well, I had no real recollection. I can't
1: believe I forgot Lisa Turtle. Um, it, it's, it's a really odd movie, Rebecca, because. Is it? The kids are not, I don't know if they don't look the age that they were meant to look like they. So they this- all look like. Say by the Bell Muppet Babies.
2: <laughs> so this was meant. This was based on Dustin Diamond. It was based on Dustin Diamond's unauthorized,
1: unauthorized uh, memoir, I right. guess. Memoir. And
2: everyone's like distant themselves from his book. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he's a bonkers. Yeah. Melodic. And it's like,
1: of course, we want to see it all from Screech's side of the story. You know, the one with the porno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: The disgusting guy. Not but the porno is disgusting. It's
1: weird that like. They all look like Muppet Babies with the with the one exception of Mario Lopez who looks like a 45-year-old Mexican (laughs) lesbian. (laughs) He is so (laughs) –
2: it's it's so weird. Did you look up who the actors were? Because I saw the guy who plays Zach and his – I know they're trying to go for the blonde hair, dark eyebrows, but they've gone well overboard. Why? In what way? Because he's – I thought his
1: hair was amazing. I thought he looked like Robin Wright Penn.
2: Yeah, he's got the blondest, like – 90s blonde yep. hair and the dark, he's like a, that famous, what's that model? Cara Delveen or whatever oh, yeah. with the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit over the top. Um, Cause Mark Paul Gosselaire is very handsome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they start with it on a show called, I, th- I think it's called Good Morning Miss Bliss. Right. And Hayley Mills from the original Parent Trap plays Miss Bliss. Oh. Disney cancels Miss Bliss oh. in nineteen eighty nine. Meanwhile, the Berlin Wall is falling.
2: Connected. Coincidence. <laughs>
0: Coincidence.
1: <laughs> and, and and NBC are like, you know, the thing that wasn't working about Miss Bliss is that it was too much about the adults and people only want to see like these teenage kids and like they're like, Oh, we we could put it on morning TV and they thought they were reinventing the wheel. <laughs> they were like, Nobody's ever done this, can we? Could we possibly? Live action on on morning TV? It was called When the Bell Rings. They fucking audition for it. There's unnecessary shade thrown at Jenny Garth. They're flipping through, like, photos of actresses and they're like, so we're eliminating this girl and they hold up a photo of Jenny Garth. Aww. Every adult <clears throat> in the movie looks like they were from Central Casting in that Louis Theroux documentary, A Place for Pedophiles. <laughs> oh, They've God. all got, like, slicked back hair mm. and massive 80s glasses.
2: Do they explain why on the show Mark Paul Gosselaar or Zach can freeze time like charmed? <laughs> like, um, who could do it uncharmed? Phoebe, I think, when she came. Well,
1: no, because in this movie, Screech freezes time in the movie playing oh Dustin Diamond, God. playing himself. So maybe Dustin Diamond is the one who can really freeze time. And that's where they got the idea from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my lord. <laughs>
1: It's weird. The, the big dramatic moment, I guess, in this film, just to spoil it for everyone, is mm. that Screech makes one friend. He gets upset because, you know, they're not being nice to him uh, or the other actors. And he goes out into a courtyard and there's this really handsome, um, muscular Asian man who offers him a swig from a flask. And he's like, sure. And they become close friends. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that that muscular Asian guy was just using him to be an extra on the show. Anyway, it's a great movie. I <laughs>
2: sounds like it.
1: I highly endorse it. It's kind of it, the one thing is at the end they really overstate the cultural impact of the show. They're like, we changed the world with this show. No, no, no you, you
2: didn't. didn't. It was not. It was really a nothing show. Yeah. It was like Sabrina,
1: Rebecca Shaw. I yes. think it's time for some news minute.
2: Hi, this is News Minute, I'm Rebecca Shaw. A long list of female celebrities have been hacked and had private naked photos stolen from them and distributed on the internet. This is upsetting news, especially for Peter Taggart, who has been trying to get his naked photos distributed online for years. A new study has revealed half of all British women don't know where their vagina is. Ugh, just think back, where did you last leave it? Due to deliver the opening address, the World Congress of Families was disappointed last week when Social Services Minister Kevin Andrews pulled out at the last minute. Story of my life," said Margaret Andrews. Police pulled over a speeding car on the Pacific Motorway on Saturday night, only to discover a man five times over the legal limit had consumed a bottle of perfume to try to cover his drink driving. The police called the scent they discovered "eau de nightclub toilette." Now here's sport with Peter.
1: Well, the Herald Sun's oldest intern, Susie O'Brien, told readers of her blog this week that a Collingwood player was being too precious in threatening to leave the club over mildly homophobic comments. O'Wine said the pie's player risks becoming a laughingstock for speaking out, not that she'd know anything about that. Susie, you must be wrapped around a sunsafe woman in Bali because you are so wrong. Two Melbourne AFL players have been forced to apologise after dressing as Rolf Harris and a young girl as part of the Code's Mad Monday celebrations. Several other people at the celebrations were also accused of dressing up as sex offenders, but turns out they were just wearing their club's guernseys. In gay rugby news, all rugby is inherently gay. Last Sunday, the Sydney convicts took home the John Ham Cup in front of an audience of boners. Congratulations for being hashtag mask and looking like Ron Swanson in Hornet profile pictures, you truly are better me. And that's sport. Rebecca, we're back. Oh, shit, I should be quiet. Oh. We're in a library.
2: That's where writers' festivals are always Rebecca, paddled. we're back. <laughs> that's really creepy. Rebecca. I'm gonna hear that in my nightmares. Thank you very much. Do you know I
1: woke up from a nightmare the other night. It's the first time I ever have, and it was about like uh, like nobody, nobody will ever love me.
2: Oh. I was like, oh. um, that's your anyway, real life. That's yeah. a waking nightmare.
1: <laughs> that's it. that's what's going on. That's what's going on right now. Um,
2: I had a nightmare the other night because I had a dream with Beyoncé in it. Um, because my alarm beeped, the bed <laughs> was a pee. <laughs> because my. <laughs> Because my alarm is blue by Beyonce. Oh. So I get the morning started. And, um, I had a, it, it, it must have been going <laughs> off. And so I had a dream that Bridey, um, Bridey, who's a funny comedian, and Beyonce. Oh, yeah, well,
1: good. Thanks for providing her full name so we can all look her up and enjoy her work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And oh, yeah, Bridie. It could be Bridie, Bridie. from, um, McLeod's Daughters. <laughs> Righty Lee Kennedy. Okay,
2: yeah. Anyway, it was a nightmare because she and Beyonce were in my dream, but all we did was go to find a bathroom. Oh, that is a nightmare. And I wasn't even excited Beyonce was there. I'm like, Finding oh. a bathroom
1: is a nightmare. Though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Rebecca Shaw. Yes. Some leaks that have happened this week. <laughs> uh, what you missed. <laughs> what you missed is a fight I uh, had with Rebecca Shaw, which one day we might release. <laughs> It's going to go into the vault, uh, and then on the one hundred fiftieth anniversary of this show, when we're doing it as robots, we're going to say, "Here's something from the second year of Ring and Play." Let's talk about the nude leaks this week because yes. it is a serious issue. Yes. And why we're talking about it on a comedy podcast? No one will ever know. No one. No one will ever know. It's something that will be. If you
2: have a problem with it, if hack it, in and delete this episode. If you're a
1: thesis student, maybe do your thesis on yeah. why we would do this. Um, Tell us. Look, it's it's about uh, hacks that have happened Yes. to young women in yes. Hollywood. Yes. And it's also about uh, the dickhead reaction like, maybe you shouldn't have had those photos taken in the first yeah. place, which is something we very much agree on. Yes. Because both of us are huge advocates for pe- people taking nude photos and I need them. It's my lifeblood. <laughs>
2: that's what I think. when people co- Send me
1: your nudes. When people
2: complain about s- people taking selfies, yeah. I'm like, I like looking at photos, photos of, of attractive people. people yeah. That's fine Although it does
1: me. make me, I don't like when they take shirtless ones because that makes me feel self-conscious about uh, my body. But you should
2: just be thinking about sex, not about yourself. <sighs> but I'm a
1: narcissist.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, they got hacked from the cloud, which I don't even know how that Works. The iCloud.
1: Yeah. And yeah. do you see Kirsten Dunst's tweet? She's one of no. the people who hacked. She was like, oh. thanks, iCloud. And then a pizza emoji?
2: <laughs> Maybe her naked photos were just naked pizza, like cheeseless. <laughs> no or topics. her naked <laughs> eating a
1: pizza. But guess what, Rebecca Shaw? Sure, I wouldn't know because I didn't try and look at them.
2: Good for you because you're a homo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really easy decision even, to make. Didn't even feel the urge. <laughs> Because of my morals, <laughs> I just—it's been a terrible, terrible week to be online.
1: It has been. Well, it started with these nude photos. It became a big, big story um, because obviously, I think part of it was about because these women are super famous, particularly Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she Oscar was a winner. Yeah. yeah. So and I,
2: don't, I feel like she hasn't been naked in a movie. I don't know what. No, well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing
1: about people saying, "Oh, well, we've seen a tits in a fucking movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a difference because you saw them consensually. And but
2: that is part of it, I think, is that people kind of do like that it's private stuff. Because
1: it's gritty, it's like well, it's like found It's footage. like something
2: they're not meant to be looking at. So I think some people get off on that.
1: I think people on Twitter are very serious about it, but I think the man on the street, a lot of people were like, well, oh, that's, you know, what's the big deal? But cybercrime is a crime,
2: Rebecca Shaw. It is. The clue
1: is there in the name.
2: It is. That's the thing when, when a lot of the stories happen with like hack and nude leak, it's not a, it's not a fucking leak of a, a spoiler of an end of a series and it's someone's private photos that they took. Like, I think there's a huge lack of empathy that people feel like because they're celebrities. They're like, I think it'd probably
1: be more empathy. If they weren't beautiful young celebrities, like, I think there's probably a part of it where dudes are going, Oh, but they're so hot. Why would they want to fucking not show them? Yeah. Show them to us. But the, it's like, if Judy Dench, like, her iCloud nude photos were hacked, like, we'd then go, I would we'd look go at Oh, them. poor Judy. Mm. But I think, I think just because these women are so young and beautiful, there's, there's that less empathy for them, I guess. I don't know. I think there's That's growing empathy.
2: Possibly. I don't but, know. Um, I just think it's really shitty.
1: It is shitty and... I, I feel mean, bad
2: for them, especially because some of them, you know, weren't super famous mega stars. Like, they're just just women who would taken photos with, like, their boyfriend. What man. they should do is put, like, between every celebrity photo, put a naked photo of me and then, like, <laughs> nobody will risk it. Just, it's like, like walking through, <laughs> a, through a, like,
1: a field full of, like, landmines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the internet's been quite a vile place this week, Rebecca. No yes. more so than in... Hashtag GamerGate.
2: Oh, yes. Which is an
1: issue (laughs) that you (laughs) might be surprised that I'm not thoroughly across.
2: (laughs) But you love gamers and games. I hate.
1: You know what? I I realised in looking up stuff for this story that I haven't played a video game, like a properly playing of a video game since I was 11 years old. You don't like games. I don't like games. I can understand. No, actually, I can't understand people. (laughs) Look. I respect No,
2: that's not true. <laughs> you I acknowledge they exist. Acknowledge
1: that gamers exist <laughs> and that a gaming community exists. Yeah. And but like any community, it has its issues.
2: But it's you know, it's not just – it used to be just, you know, men, like boys between 14 and yes. 25, and now it's hugely expanded to include oh, a lot of women.
1: Massively. I read that statistic. Did you read that statistic? Women Probably over not. 18, they make up 36% of all gamers. Adult yeah. men make up 35% yeah. according to that. And stunt. that's including
2: a lot of, um like, phone games and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So But anyway, the point is there's a lot of women that play them, and so obviously because it's – grown as an industry Mm -hmm. it's come under more scrutiny for how it treats women Mm -hmm. because it has historically been bad um and not just the games but like um sexism gaming like across the board and people who create them and opportunities for women to get involved um and so yeah it started with um Anita Sarkeesian who she um What's her history
1: I guess is she is she a vlogger would you classify Yeah, her a she vlogger? does like
2: vid- she she's basically like does subjective cultural criticism like she does she's in gaming and she also does videos yeah. basically looking at it from a feminist perspective yes. being someone who loves games cuz the problem is in something like gaming same as something like sport mm-hmm. if you are a woman who genuinely loves it yeah. like you have to try to balance that with the issues that there are. Exist within. Yeah, it. and try to change it because that's what but you do. Rebecca,
1: I couldn't imagine what issues are there for women in gaming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, her thing is the one that she did most recently was the, like it's a web series, Tropes first Women. Essentially, it's just, you know, talking about the kind of things that occur in all games. Yes. Like there's women within games mm-hmm. are often treated badly, the characters, and a lot of the games don't have playable female characters and a lot of, you know, there's, assault and sexual assault and all that sort of stuff depicted in games
1: well from from an outsider's perspective and that's only what i can comment on because this world couldn't be more foreign to me mm-hmm. but if, if it appears like even the strong female characters in games are still kind of hyper yeah
2: i think that's true across the board like lara croft is one of the most successful female yeah. characters and you know which is she's, good, but she's known for her big tits.
1: She's known for a big... And she loves getting them out. And yeah. you know what? She's getting them out, though. Not the men who designed her. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> she loves it's it. It's the
1: character who loves it, you idiots.
2: But, you know, she's... She basically analyses games that have, like, just the damsel in distress character or the yep. ones that are just there as victims or anything... Essentially what happens in any cultural criticism, like TV or movies or yes. anything. Um, But... Yeah, the latest one just caused a huge shitstorm. The latest shit vlog? storm. That latest video, video. Um, it was women as background decoration part two. But why so did that
1: particular one cause that shitstorm? I don't
2: know. I think it, I think it was also because it was around the time that, um, another thing happened with this person, Zoe Quinn, mm-hmm. who she was basically, you know, involved in gaming and she, she'd actually created a game. Yeah. Um, and her ex-boyfriend released this super long, in-depth blog post series um, after they'd broken up about how she cheated on him. Oh. Um, there was naked photos oh that then were distributed around the internet because that happens to women. And then um, he also said that she slept with a games journalist yeah. who then gave good reviews to her game. Mm-hmm. So it turns out he... The game's journalist had never reviewed her game and they had been on a break, Ross and Rachel style, when she's... Anyway, the point is none of that... (laughs) That is all fucking irrelevant anyway. But it's created this huge thing of, like, dudes ganging up on her and, like, complaining that it's about... Like, saying their complaints about journalism. But it's all... But funnily enough, the actual journalists, male journalists, haven't been targeted. Okay, And so she's been getting... You know, rape threats, threats and death threats and oh all that sort of stuff. Along with Anita, who also has been driven from her home because she got very specific threats. They rang her parents, oh stuff like God. that. I have read, tried to read some articles like from the other side instead of just dismissing it as mm-hmm. like, because obviously those people are disgusting. Yes. And there's a lot of them. But um people who are like, it's it's kind of this weird combination of games journalism coming into it and kind of, it's kind of separating, or like, because gamers built it from the ground up, essentially. Yes. People who created all these games and it's kind of taking it away from them and then turning back on them and saying like, this stuff is bad and mm-hmm. they don't like it. You know, the kind of stuff that is going on is unbelievable. Someone and it who- It seems like
1: the debate just keeps continuing and continuing and continuing. But it's not a debate,
2: it's- It's, it's... one
1: side saying the other, you're wrong.
2: <laughs> well, it's one side saying, you know, women are involved in games now. Women should be involved in games. Let's look at how we can stop games from being sexist. Yeah. And instead of having, like, if you say that about TV, yes. you don't get thousands death of threats. death threats no. and like full on stuff is happening to these women. And you know, there's, it's, there's a couple of other people it's happened to. They're both women. It doesn't happen to the men who speak out. It's not just this, um, like, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, outspoken on the internet yes. and the kind of threats that the women get when they've got equivalent men saying the same yeah. things is astronomical. Like, yeah. you would not believe it. It it just doesn't happen the same to men who are doing the same, so yes. saying the exact same things online. And the sort of threats are different and the amount of threats are different. Um Because this week a study came out that was um saying that – It was like, well, actually, men receive more threats on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, they did this whole study. But what they did was... And they found that women journalists receive three times more online abuse than their male counterparts. But they said overall men receive more abuse. But the thing that they did is... St- only studied this list of specific swear words. Oh. So they didn't, they didn't have anything to do with rape threats, which happen constantly. Yeah. There's, if you, um, look at the stuff that's been sent to Sarkeesian, it's rape, it's murder, it's weapon, like specific weapons they'll use, it's how they'll kill her, they'll rape her to death. God. You know, it's very gendered language. Well, Lindy West,
1: Lindy West, who got one the other day said she was unrapeable, which that, I would, I, that's such a stupid. Do you know like, how many oh.
2: that hap, That is a very. That's common a threat. that's a phrase.
1: Unrapeable. That's a
2: very too ugly to so it's rape. like
1: I'd be like, "Good, I don't want you to rape me." Yes,
2: but that is. Do you know? <laughs> I've Jesus seen that. Christ. I've seen "Too Ugly to Rape" directed at women. My friends online, multi, like a hundred times. Yeah.
1: You know what we've got to do?
2: Um the net. Call Sandra Bullock. We've
1: got to burn down the internet. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs>
2: I'm do you think they should make a movie about that? Like two people into- who are
1: just try and destroy the internet for everyone. I'm
2: really—it's a toxic place. Some days it really, like the last week, has been a tough week well, to be funny reading because all this stuff.
1: I took a a whole month break from yeah. anything at Twitter and Instagram, and within a week I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> do I want to? Like, it's it's so fun, and it's so fun when I know. it's fun. But it's also so vile when it's vile yeah. and it's and it's suffocating. And I can't imagine for those who are who go in every day and, you know, speak their truth and whatever, yeah. it, it would be suffocating.
2: Yeah. Burn down the internet. <laughs> <I> do <laughs> <want> to, <laughs> hashtag burn down the internet. <laughs>
1: I do want to exist. We have to start that. I do want to ex- I do want to exist. <laughs> okay. I do okay. I, I do want to mention <laughs> before we go that James Colley, who's funny on the internet, he wrote something for SBS, uh, which was like a letter from a male gamer. or uh, He was playing a male misogynist gamer to feminists and women. Yeah. And one of the things he says, because there's a complaint that there's not a wide variety of female characters. I just wrote this down. He said, there is a wide variety of female characters in gaming. There are women you can kill, women you can have sex with, women you can kill while still kind of <laughs> wanting to have sex with all kinds. <laughs> Rebecca Shaw, I'm going to get you something to eat. Are you? Yeah. And let's take a little break, it's poison. (laughs) Rebecca Shaw, yes, we're back. Yep, in action, sitting next to Jane Carr and Tara Moss, shooting the shit at Brisbane Riders Fest. Oh, they're here, but they they're they're staying silent. They say what? They're staying so they oh, silent. They won't. They won't speak on microphone. They're so no. shy.
2: They're like when I met um, Alan Rickman. Who? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Mm. Have yes. you heard of him? I've heard of him. <laughs> and Rebecca
1: was... Shaw, <laughs> I've heard of Alan Rickman. <laughs>
2: I was Is okay. that a good one. It's all right. Okay. Um, and he was—it was after his play in New York, yes. and he came out. And because so many people had come with the Harry Potter stuff, but hadn't Ugh. been to the play, yes. and a guy came out, he was like, "Mr. Rickman won't be signing any Harry Potter things." And I'm like, "Fair enough." Pay
1: I hate fuck. Harry Potter. <laughs> That's
2: okay. It's I'm like pay, tic- like, pay a tick, like pay money, and then he'll sign whatever pay, you want. Yeah,
1: like buy the ticket. Yeah. Don't go. Yeah. But show you show the ticket. Yeah.
2: But when he came out, because my friend is obsessed with him, yeah. so I tried to get him on camera saying hello, but he wouldn't speak oh. either. But he did a nice smile nod, so that was good. Oh, anyway.
1: Wow. Very impressive. You've got Alan Rickman smiling on camera, and you wouldn't be able to see it anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> Rebecca, we both watched a movie this week. No, That's, we did. We did. That was – I couldn't believe neither of us had seen it. Like, I haven't seen a lot of 90s I think
2: it movies. was too early. I think I started getting watching movies because I was only 12. Okay.
1: This was 1994.
2: Yeah, so I was 12. That's maths. It's, and um, yeah. yeah. So I think, and my brothers wouldn't be the type to watch it. So I just think it just passed me by. It is a 90s classic.
1: It is, yeah, cult classic. Cult classic. The people who love it love it hard.
2: They fucking love it.
1: It's reality bites. The Ben Stiller directed, Helen Childress written <laughs> shit storm <laughs> of a romance. <laughs>
2: Now, this is going to be a tough one because I think
1: people who listen to this might like it. Yeah, because the
2: problem is we didn't see it when we were... If I had seen this when I was 14, say, I think I probably would have been like, oh, my God, it's going to be so cool, sit around smoking bongs. But
1: Gen X youth, really this insufferable?
2: No, I don't think so. Because, my God, you know what? Like, they talk
1: about how narcissistic and self-involved Gen Y are. I think Gen X were just as narcissistic just as yeah. self-involved, without the internet, so it was harder to do. But
2: that's the thing. But
1: but I don't think they acknowledged it. Like, they would be like, no, we were never. I think Gen Y were like, yeah, I'm a bit of – I love myself. I'm a bit of a narcissist.
2: But the thing is that bothers me with all those arguments is, like, if you fucking went to Woodstock and they had iPhones, you don't think they would have been taking photos of themselves. There's or
1: filming exactly. Jimi Hendrix. Or... Of course they would. Yeah, fuck yeah. off.
2: <sighs> had you seen any of it before?
1: I hadn't seen – I you know, I think I knew so – Day was from that, the Lisa Loeb yeah. song.
2: <laughs> it's a good song.
1: I love yeah. that song. So this stars Winona Ryder, uh, Ethan Hawke, Janine Garofalo, who's meant to be the same age as them. Hilarious. And <laughs> and, yeah, and Steve Zahn as a boring, the most boring gay man that's ever existed. Before you came along. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> actually, he, he's actually, yeah, I like his glasses. Yeah. I like the look. You kind I like of look, look like him. I want to look like you him. You kind good. of do a little bit. Good.
2: Um Janine Garofalo is beautiful and I love her. The biggest tragedy in movies, the biggest injustice is the truth about cats and dogs. Yes. When you're meant to think that Uma Thurman is the hot one when obviously Janine Garofalo is the hot one. But is she, is Janine hot in this movie? Yes.
1: Okay. I disagree because that fringe was an accident. It was an accident that she claimed. She was like, no, 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 it was always meant to look like this.
2: Loved her fringe, loved her lipstick, loved it all. Very harsh. Very harsh. Loved it.
1: This was directed by Ben Stiller, who was so young when he directed this. Yeah. You Do you think it shows? It. Yes. <laughs> um, it's essentially about these uh, four wankers, Wankers, uh, <laughs> spoilt, who finish <sighs> uni and ba- basically Winona's a documentarian in a way. No,
2: she has a camera and she films <laughs> them drinking. It make it's it not a drink. fucking documentarian. <laughs> she's, she's, she's Werner Herzog. Hurtso- what- Winona Herzog. Yes. <laughs> That's good. She's,
1: <laughs> she's making this kind of uh, semi-documentary, get your camera out film about what Gen X are. It's, it's Gen X and it's in their own words, man.
2: And she's the valedictorian, yeah. obviously. And she makes some dumb speech about people. How like aimless they are. How cool yeah.
1: is it to be so aimless? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> No ambitions. That's so cool.
2: And, like, we can't have anything because the old people have yeah. it, which is true, kill all boomers. It is. <laughs> Hashtag kill all boomers.
1: <laughs> it, it's so funny because at the very beginning I was really not on their side. Like, there's a scene very early on where Winona um, is forced to accept a BMW yeah. from her father. Oh, wait. You... What a horrible, horrible thing.
2: First of all, I don't understand why Troy was there. I thought they were dating. Yes. That's why I thought he was there, but they weren't. Troy's eating so, Laney, yeah. who, Lainey from Lainey, She's a Lot, Winona, Boggs, um, he ch- tries to give her a BMW and he says, Troy says, yeah, just think about all the starving children in Africa who don't even have cars. What a dickhead. And then her mum was like, Troy, does your father give you gifts like that? Well, actually, my father's dying of prostate cancer, so I don't really trouble him for gifts. But by
1: the way, this was 1994 and This was before it was cool to die from prostate cancer. Okay,
2: but I mean, he's just an. I just couldn't stand. I'm sorry if you watch this movie and you thought he was really dreamy because you're 15. I don't understand. Was he 1994
1: dreamy? Because yeah, it's it's gross hair, disgusting hair. His teeth look like they're from the big book of British teeth.
2: He's like he's like a really ugly Kurt Cobain. Yes, when he says "honey." Oh. He calls her honey. I actually like that. He calls no, her honey like that. all the time. But it sounds- do you think it's very
1: patronising? Of course it and, is. And the way he treats every woman in this movie is so-
2: That's the thing. It's like it's they're just... like
1: little babies. It's like infantilizing. you it's know? It's
2: this bullshit notion that he's this sensitive guy when really he's just a, just a prick.
1: He's Don Draper.
2: Yeah, but don't He's Don don't Draper give me this. in plaid. But he's but he's Don Draper trying to wrap it in this intellectual oh, yeah. dreamy bullshit. I
1: can't have a job because I'm too smart.
2: But I'll steal from <laughs> corporations yes. because that works.
1: That's the worst thing when you're too smart for a job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> when Ona's caught between two lovers, there's there's Ethan who, you know, is treated like shit, so of course she's attracted to him. Yeah. Um and then she also meets this uptight corporate type. Uh, played by Ben Stiller. She has a car crash, and they meet.
2: He's like a handsome dude,
1: but he, he, but he's but he's boring Rebecca because he has a, a job.
2: J- yeah, <laughs> but he also like he if they didn't have there's a scene where he he's arrived to take yeah. Lainey on a date, and she comes out in a dress that he likes. Yes, and Ethan Hawke's like I don't know, I hate that dress because you bought it and didn't make it out of spiderwebs or like something. looks like a doily. He then says to Ethan, I mean to Ben Stiller. He's basically implying that she's doing whatever Ben Stiller tells her to do. Yeah. When really, he just wants her to do what he says to do. And in that scene, they're both fucking dickheads. Well, it's so funny because Ethan's so
1: intense in the way he looks at her. I kept thinking that, like, it was going to end with him He's killing her.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't surprise <laughs> Not falling me. in
1: love, but actually murder. And, um, like,
2: if it wasn't for that scene, I would be totally on board with Ben Stiller. And I think a lot of women, if you watched it now... Like, if you watch it when you're 14 and you watch it when you're 30, you'd be like, why would you ever go with Ethan Hawke? He's the worst. So Ben's
1: pretty good at his job. He he holds down his job at least. Winona, I don't think, is good at her job. (laughs) Because Winona basically wants. She works on like a weird. She works on television the show, show.
2: It's the show that was on Mrs. Doubtfire before the. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that old man doing the science.
1: Well, this is this very cheesy old yeah. man, it's Fraser's dad. Fraser, yeah. yeah. Um, and Eddie's in it too. <laughs> he <laughs> he plays Ethan Hawke. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> But Winona works on this show and she's like, Oh, he's such a creep. And he is a creep. But Winona's like, gets really bummed when he won't air her hyper depressive uh, documentary. It's like, like, no, why would he? This is a morning television yeah, show. There
2: was a guy advocating for it. And I'm like, what are you doing? This doesn't fit with no. It's like sunrise airing dancer in the dark or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like,
0: they I should I do
2: that
1: though.
2: It. it doesn't make any sense.
1: But so, and so angry about that, angry that he won't show her shitty documentary. He totally sabotages, or oh, she Jeez. totally sabotages him and puts on like the wrong auto-cue, wrong stuff on his
2: cards. It makes him look like a pedophile. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But like I know um it sucks when p- bosses are mean to you, but I don't think he's un unre- like he's an asshole, but lots of people work. He wasn't like sexually harassing her or anything. Like no. he just didn't like her.
1: I think I would have been happier if the whole movie had been about Winona's petrol scam that she's running. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Wouldn't you watch 90 minutes about that?
2: It's like the, um, that Jennifer Love Hewitt movie where she plays a con woman with her mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really interesting. And so smart. she gets a
1: petrol card from her dad and basically you'll pay for a year. Yeah. And basically she pays for people's petrol and then she just gets cash yeah. to, so she can use it anywhere. Yeah. Because she gets fired for doing the pedophile thing. Yeah, bright, bright, bright.
2: She's a valedictorian. I
1: know. Let's talk about the ending where basically there's a kind of weird confrontation at a bar where Ethan is singing.
2: Well, first of all, she's with Ben Stiller. Mm -hmm. Ben Stiller, who works in video production or something. It's
1: like an edgier MTV is how they describe it. So what he
2: does is like takes her videotapes to a big meeting in New York Mm. because she's unemployed and they really like it and so he has done a really nice thing Mm -hmm. and then when they do the airing of it, they've made it better. (laughs) 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 They've cut it into something watchable. And because Ben Stiller, who wasn't even involved in that part of it and didn't know they were doing it, had done this awesome thing and, like, started her career for her, Mm -hmm. she's like, fuck you, I'm going to go sleep with... That's not my vision, man. Yeah, Yeah. which your vision was shitty. Yeah. And so then she does finally sleep with Ethan Hawke, who then the next morning is like... Gotta go. See ya. (laughs) And so she gets mad at that, which is fair enough. But then she turns up at a bar where he's performing Mm -hmm. Violent Femmes' song. Yes. And he basically says, like... You're lucky to have me. This is what I am. Like, I'm all you ever have. Ugh. That was paraphrasing. After ditching her. Yes. And then she's like, fuck you. But then he goes to confront Ben Stiller who shows up and is like, are you going to tell him or I'm going to tell him? He's such a cunt. He is. And oh. Winona
1: runs off and then Ethan goes missing. Ethan's just not there.
2: Where? Yeah, he goes away. And
1: Winona's like, where's Ethan? Yeah and he was like what my granddad died but i'm back
2: no his dad died oh, his dad Estate died oh, of course yeah call back <laughs> fun call back no he's like um she's like he's missing like the clothes that are missing from the store that I, I just visited and she
1: kind of realizes in his absence that she's like loves him or whatever but it's so weird to me because her problems with ethan are Big problems. Yeah. Her problems with Ben Stiller are creative differences. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) And that he didn't even know that it was. It's just a bunk. It's a terrible decision. Ethan comes back and says some bullshit about a fucking. Ethan comes back and I
1: paraphrase the speech here. Ethan's big speech at the end to Winona to really win her over to seal the deal. He basically says, "I'm a total cunt to you, and I might be a total cunt to you forever." But oh, well. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, good enough.
2: Yeah. And then there's like, he's playing on his stupid guitar. He's, why... Did anyone watch this? And I guess because people are watching it when they're young and so you have this idealised and like he's dreamy. And there was and nothing
1: else to watch in the early 90s. Only all the best movies ever.
2: I don't know. It's just I think anyone who watched this when they were 14 and loved Ethan Hawke would watch now and think he's the most insufferable jerk hole. But when I was 14, maybe I would have been like, oh, my God, that's going to be so cool sitting around smoking and, yeah. you know, with the guy who has a guitar. I can't wait to go to, to college.
1: Guy. I can't wait to do nothing after college. <sighs> it
2: looks so amazing. Look, I don't know, man. It was, I'm sorry, but that was a garbage movie. And if
1: you love reality bites, please know that the couple were Nona and Ethan. They definitely didn't last any more than one year. They broke up. They Straight broke
2: away, up. Straight away. Instantly. But yeah, <sighs> so Winona Rider needs a comeback. Yeah. That's what I'm putting out there into the world.
1: And if you, if, if you're listening to this, Hollywood executives, and I know you are because you're planning to do, uh, T V show sitcom based off this podcast <laughs> where where I'm played by I don't know Tyler Oakley and oh, you're God. played by
2: Um Cameron Manhattan. Ka- Cameron
1: Cameron and Tyler <laughs> Together at last. If you're listening, make put Winona instead as both of us. Yeah,
2: Winona can play both of us. I know. I
0: know you.
1: Back here at Brisbane Writers Festival, oh. beautiful State Library by the river. I uh, know you come here to steal free Wi Fi occasionally. <laughs> I do,
2: right? yes. Do you know what? It's one of my favourite things. Places, places in to Brisbane. steal Wi Fi. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought we host our own <laughs> little event here today because I do love. well Actually, that's not true. I was going to say I do love poetry. Look, I like some poetry. I think some poetry is good. I think a lot of it's not.
2: Stop doing eyebrows. I think a lot of it's not good. I've been reading some. Recently, actually. Okay. Some Brisbane poets. Very good. Thank you.
1: Um, and we Caitlin Piley. Huh? We support Brisbane poetry, the Brisbane poetry scene. However, I don't have the best experience with poetry slams. I've got to say I, I went to one at a writers' festival a few years ago. You do. And um, it was the kind of thing where – it was just anyone could get up and do their poetry. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a good idea. And so they passed around this, uh, and I had no idea what the fuck was happening. I was probably off my face. They passed around a clipboard and you signed your name up.
3: And I was like, it'll be fine.
1: I mean, people, writers are shy. There'll be five or six people. I think there were about 28 people. (laughs) Like that clipboard just kept like stopping. And I was like, where's the, (laughs) oh, it stopped again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it was one of the most horrendous nights of my life and also entertaining nights. Yeah. Um, There was an old guy who just ranted about like being a hippie and how kids these days, we're not, not cool was enough to Ethan be Hawk. hippies. He was that was Ethan North's character grown up. He was 80. <laughs> he hasn't aged well. Uh, but also my favorite my favourite experience, which I'll never forget is this beautiful woman who got up with her friend and the friend said nothing. It was kind of like a Sophia, Grace and uh, Rosie situation. <laughs> like the friend was a hype girl and they got up and they were kind of both kind of like rocking back and forth in the well, place to like the beat because although the beat was just the poetry, I guess. Yeah. And th- this was the poem. <clears throat> Air, woman, house, woman, light, woman, chair, woman. I don't need no man. Woman.
2: Um, I wrote that for her. So. <laughs>
1: it sounds like something that was in your diary as a teenager.
2: Hack ee suck. But anyway, so that's my
1: one experience with going to like a poetry slam, I mm. guess you'd call it. However, I don't know if you know, but I I write a bit of poetry too. Well,
2: you've seen, you've heard my poetry from, and you.
1: you're still writing poetry, which I think is
2: great. Yeah, all the time. It really it's, helps. It yeah. helps.
1: It's like my Lego. It's therapeutic. And yeah. Look, maybe I'll go first. I'll I'll share one of my phones first. Uh, When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, and I don't think I'll ever make it on time. (laughs) By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time (laughs) to see the bus fly by. It's all right, and that one's called "Saved." Um, thank, <laughs> beautiful.
2: <clears throat> okay, we light the deepest ocean, send photographs of Mars. We're so enchanted by how clever we are. Why should one baby feel so hungry? She cries. <laughs> Salt water. <laughs> <laughs> What else in my heart? Can you stop laughing at my poetry? That's from my heart.
1: Uh, This one is a personal one. It's about—it's about what a lot of poetry is about. It's about love. I woke up with your name on my lips. I woke up with your lips on my imagination. Do you wake up with my name on your lips, or am I all alone? In this infatuation. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It's called Jackie. It's about a lover of mine I had. That is... Jackie Lambie.
2: (laughs) Why you gotta play that song so loud? (laughs) Because we want to. (laughs) Because we want to. Why do you always run around in crowds? Because we want to because we want to Thank you.
1: <laughs> this is just beautiful and uh you know what I think I'm gonna wrap it up. I've just got one more. Oh,
2: this pussy be yankin' <laughs> I know this pussy be yankin' Thanks <laughs> uh. Poetry <laughs>
3: The, way the styles are today. I'm glad I'm married because if I was single, I could never get married looking like this. You know, And I feel sorry for any single girl today. The styles and the whole society is not for single girls. You know that. Single men, yes. A man, he's single. He's so lucky. A boy on a date, all he has to be is clean and able to pick up the check. He's a winner. You know that. Or a, a man, a man can call up anybody in the whole world. You know that. Hello, I saw your name in the locker room. I thought I'd give you a quick call. <laughs> A girl, a girl can't call. Girl, you have to wait for the phone to ring, right? And when you, when you finally go on the date, the girl has to be well-dressed. The face has to look nice. The hair has to be in shape. The, the girl has to be the one that's bright and pretty, intelligent. A, a good sport? Howard Johnson's again. Hooray, hooray. Excuse <laughs> me. A girl, a girl, you're 30 years old. You're not married. You're an old maid. A man. He's ninety years old. He's not married. He's a catch. It's a whole different thing. (laughs) (laughs) Is that so? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Beck, I think it's time to head home from Brisbane Writers Festival for another year. I'm getting emotional. I was actually burping and I was withholding a burp. Um, (laughs) I'm sure
2: we'll both be invited next year. I'm sure we'll
1: both be invited back. Conversations with Richard Feidler will probably be guests.
2: You do love that show. I
1: love that show. It's all I want to talk about. You just do love it Guys, listen to the Helen Garner episode. It's so depressing. You'll love it. Yeah. It's the most depressing thing ever. Beck.
2: Yes. Let's do some
1: plugs. I've got one plug, but it's not for me. It's for uh, a play that people should see. It's Brisbane Festival time. If you are in Brisbane, there's a lot of garbage at this festival this year, but there's a good play called Prehistoric that people should head along to. Um, it's kind of like a Brisbane punk band, post Fitzgerald, I believe, um, and it's meant to be very good and a friend of mine's in it and people oh. should head along. And I
2: see. Am I going?
1: I think so. I'm going to make you okay. go. Oh, and I want to also plug... Um, Rebecca Shaw, people should vote for her. No, they shouldn't. In, Queen of Twitter uh, voted. No. It's it's pedestrian. If you Google pedestrian, uh, as in the person who walks on the sidewalk,
2: like I do. Yes. Every day. Um, that's why you're nominated.
1: And <laughs> no, it's best no pedestrian point. of the year. No, you have to vote. So it's pedestrian and just type in Twitter or go to their website and they'll have links to like their, and you can win a Windows surface or something and, and Rebecca can get a trip overseas potentially.
2: No, but because the problem is, is that I'm up against M. Roshianu who yes. has 40,000 Facebook fans and has gotten them all to vote. So she's literally 4,000%. Well,
1: okay. We'll get the power. Excuse me. I'm using the power of this show. <laughs> the four people. Pi- one of the gr- biggest shows <laughs> in the – one of the biggest podcasts in the world. <laughs> I don't have a Facebook, but if you have a Facebook – do you have to have a Facebook? I
2: don't know if you have to have a Facebook.
1: I don't know. Well, just vote. Just make get a Facebook. Facebook vote. Get and make Vote a face- for Emmerichiano, maybe.
2: <laughs> Michelle Law's there as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: don't vote for Michelle. Vote for you.
2: We're, Michelle we're doesn't here. need it. She's – Beautiful awesome. and successful. Yes, yeah, so I've got nothing. Biz. Fuck off, Michelle. I've got <laughs> nothing.
1: <laughs> so do that. Vote. Yeah. Do you have any other plugs? Twitter. When are we going to
2: record it again? People will. We're be... going
1: to record again when we're good and
2: ready. Oh, Jesus okay? Christ. Okay. Get your shit together, I mate. think
1: people need to be able to miss us, Beck.
2: No one misses us.
1: I've got to tell you before I go uh, I've been having a, a dilemma.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
1: And it's that I love you. And I need you, you. Nellie, I love, love you. you I do No, no matter what, what I do All I think, think about is you Even when I'm with my boo I Boy, I know I'm crazy, crazy over you. you No matter, no matter what, what I, I do All I, think, I think, about think about is you even, even when I'm with my boo Boy, I know I'm crazy over you, you. And I uh, I saw her walking down the... No, I'm not going to do that <laughs> bad breath my grandma the the poetry cheap like a hotel track is like F-F-F, half man half a raisin yo 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 crouch track is like the bad breath